0: Welcome to the How to Buy or Sell a Business Successfully podcast. Podcast. The concepts discussed in this podcast are for informational purposes only. No attorney-client relationship is intended or formed by this podcast. No legal advice is intended in the substance of this podcast. Feel free to check out our website, www.goformandlaw.com. Enjoy the show and welcome your hosts, Jake Wayman and Sam Foreman. Welcome back to the How to Buy or Sell a Business Successfully podcast. We are on episode 12 out of an initial series of 12 episodes providing an overview of how deals work and covering a lot of hopefully very helpful key concepts. We just talked about whether a stock sale is a good structure for your deal. And previously we talked about an asset deal in episode 10. And today we're going to talk about whether a merger is a good structure for your deal. Uh, Jacob Wayman is my co-host here.
1: Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Sam. My wife and I were the owners of the Orange Theory Fitness Studios here in Wichita. And I don't know. I don't know what a fun fact for, for, for me is that today I'm trying to think of a what's what's one of your favorite local restaurants. I would say there's a lot. There's a lot to choose from, but I'd say probably one of my best spots that I'd like to go to is the Monarch. Monarch's great. Monarch's a good spot, good food, good drinks, you know, good people, although all the above. Yeah. No, very,
0: very good. Very good. I think one of my... So my name is Sam Foreman. I'm a business attorney here in Wichita. One of my favorite Wichita restaurants is Sabor. They have my favorite salad there. Mm-hmm. It's the Latin Cobb salad. If you haven't tried it, you owe it to yourself to enjoy it. And if you're wondering, the reason I like it is definitely very much because it has fried cheese and lettuce on and it. So,
1: what are those? Is the fried plantains that they have there? Oh, yeah. Those, those are, really are so good. good. Yeah. 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 And also they have really, really good
0: coconut shrimp. So I'm getting hungry. I think we're going to pause this and head down to Sabor. (laughs) By the way, we're not being paid by Sabor, but Sabor, if you're listening and you want to sponsor our podcast, I would love to receive payment in kind. That's that's probably (laughs) where I go. For those who are wondering, we have this Lego structure here that I have built painstakingly with my own my own bare hands. And it is the Batmobile from the most recent Batman movie. Um, starring Robert Pattinson, who is most famous for being hashtag Team Edward, I think, for anyone who remembers back to the Twilight Saga. I've never watched it, as far as you know. But this is just a reminder to always be yourself, unless you can be Batman. And then follow yeah. Robert Pattinson's yeah. lead and be Batman. Be Batman. Yeah, always be Batman. So today we want to talk about mergers and whether or not it's a good structure for your deal. So first off, what is a merger? It's a transaction in which two companies combine – into one legal entity, and the surviving entity assumes the rights and obligations of the other entity. There's Quite a few different kinds and structures. We're going to try to keep it fairly simple, but there's a lot of variety in here. There's a lot of ways that you can address some of the general concerns that come along with a merger just by modifying the the transaction structure. So let's let's talk about just some of the key considerations. One of the most important is to understand the taxation, the tax structure of it. We can get into more detail on this on another on another episode, but. Uh, some mergers are taxed as asset deals, and some are taxed as stock deals. And so, yeah,
1: well, I was going to ask the the question of like how, how how do we come to the conclusion of what is how would it be taxed? Yeah. is there is there a way to, to to understand that and like delineate like hey this will be taxed as an asset deal?
0: Yeah, yeah, no that's a, that's a great question and that's something where you really need to rely on your team to mm-hmm. understand the tax yep. structure of it. There's direct mergers, there's indirect mergers, there's forward mergers, there's reverse triangular mergers, there's just all different variety. The upside down merger? <laughs> I don't know. Under the table merger? <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's just all kinds of different mergers. But understanding how the how the specific transaction is going to be structured and relying on your team to advise you on those tax considerations is, is a critical early stage step to take because you can't get the economics right if you mm-hmm. don't understand the taxes. Mergers can be structured to limit exposure to liability. So because you've got the the two entities being combined the surviving entity and there's always a surviving entity you don't form a new company in the sense of having something new that that then has to start from scratch you've got one entity that's being pushed into the other entity and so it now has all the assets and all the liabilities of the other entity and so there's ways to protect the kind of the buying company if you will assuming that there's one entity that's effectively buying out the other but using a merger as a structure for it if the right merger structure is used and that it will often involve Like dropping down a new subsidiary that then merges into that or the target company merges into. And that can help shield that buyer entity, if you will, from some of those some of those liabilities. Because otherwise, if you're just taking two operating businesses and you're combining them into one, you know, then all of the existing value of that, you know, buyer entity is going to be exposed to the liabilities and the risks of that seller entity. And so that structure of having a subsidiary involved can be really helpful mm-hmm. to help shield from some of those liabilities. They can be structured to help limit the need for third-party consents. Again, the devil's going to be in the details here. And state law is a critical component of it, as well as the actual language of the contracts. As we've talked about before, you know, third-party consents are just such a big part of the work and part of the, the legalized to dot and to use to cross on deal structures but some mergers can be structured in a way to where it doesn't trigger a need to go get a consent in some situations, but you really got to pay attention to how is it being structured, what state's laws apply, and does that state treat it as something that requires, you know, or that's that's considered an assignment and needs, you know, needs a consent based on the contractual language. So, and then here's another, another thing that's really important, you know, understanding that dissenting stockholders in the transaction could be entitled to a appraisal rights and have to be paid fair market value for their ownership. There's sometimes there's a state there are state laws involved that will protect minority owners from being forced to go along with a deal that they don't yeah that they don't approve of and could entitle them to certain appraisal rights. And so that's something just to really be tracking with. So a lot of the other considerations that you should evaluate as you're looking at whether or not a merger is a good structure for your deal or not are very similar to you know what we've talked about already in an asset deal and a stock deal. You really want to understand the tax considerations. You want to understand the motivations of the other party. You want to understand how it works for them. And you want to understand you know how is the value getting transferred and what is the work from like a third party consent standpoint, et cetera that needs to happen and so on and so forth. So let's talk about some some practical considerations. And this is I'm going to sound like a broken record and it's probably cuz I am a little bit. But yeah you know some of the biggest things to think about in in determining whether or not a merger even makes sense it should start with a co- good conversation with your team mm-hmm. yeah you know, really get them involved early talk to them about yeah you know, what your priorities are make sure that you've taken time to understand what the other priorities
1: other parties priorities are and really get them engaged in that process so yeah, I mean, I think with with a merger is, you know, there's I think in that process, there's a lot more parties at play because, you know, you have two organizations more or less coming together. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's going to be some concerns on both sides, some excitements. And, you know, you, it needs to you need to make sure there's, there's reasons for merger. I mean, you right. know, it's there you may have a common um industry you're in you may have a Mm -hmm. common customer that you're working with and you know you coming together is going to just help you grow even further and you know go to the next level so i think it's you know i think mergers can be complex but they may be the the best the best deal structure for for you as you're moving forward with your organization right Right.
0: And, and not all mergers have to end up with all of the owners of, you know, company one and all the owners of company two mm-hmm. being owners of this merged entity. There's different ways to structure it so that, you know, it, it just looks a little different than that. Yeah. yeah. So there, so there can be a lot of flexibility, but again, you know, what's going to be the, the really good structure for your deal is going to depend on, on what your priorities are, what the other party's priorities are and how you, how you put it all together. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I think that's that's kind of a wrap on on our discussion regarding mergers. What's what's kind of one of your your top thoughts
1: for folks to take away from today? Yeah, I mean, I know because <clears throat> we talked a lot about the tax implications, you know, third party consents, you know, a lot of different things. I mean, really, I my my thought is very simple. Know who you're getting to and in, getting into bed with. Yeah. I mean, like when you're doing a merger, I mean, there's a lot of parties that are gonna be involved and in it's understanding who are like you should take the same amount of of time and intention mm-hmm. and due diligence that you would in a stock and an and an asset deal that you would in a merger to. Mm-hmm. Just because two organizations you think to be great together doesn't make make that the best move that you need to do. So I mean, you need to fully know and do the due diligence in this process when going into a merger up merger setup for a for a yeah. deal.
0: Absolutely. And I mean, to further the relational aspect, Mm -hmm. I think my thought would be really, really plan far enough in advance to have those quality conversations to make sure that, you know, if there's an integration of culture, Mm -hmm. for example, that that really makes sense that you've got a good enough relational footing with the folks that are going to still be around for it to really work the way it needs to.
1: Well, I think in every deal, I mean, it it goes – Yes, the numbers are the numbers and you're able, to, like you said on another episode, you can circle the numbers like you mm-hmm. can get around, but there's a lot of things that are not the numbers like culture, like mm-hmm. people, like processes, yeah. everything that goes into play in these, in these structures. So structures aren't as easy as just putting some legal documents together, everybody shaking hands, signing paperwork and exchanging some dollars and saying, nope, it's done. There's a lot more that goes into mm-hmm. that process when it comes into it as well. That's why, again, we, we keep honing in on, on relationships, your mm-hmm. team. Those are, those are very big things to have is to, is have a great team and have great relationships.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, that's great. That's great. What's a, what's a wellness tip that you would encourage folks to keep in mind?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think for me, I would say celebrate, celebrate when the deal is done, hmm. you know, really take some time to celebrate that because Absolutely. you accomplish something very big and it's, I know there's going to be a lot of work on the, on the other side of it, but taking that time to really celebrate that milestone because, you know, it, it was a lot of work to get that place. And when you celebrate those, those, those wins like that, it can help a lot. Yeah,
0: no, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you folks for joining us today. Thank you, Jacob, for being part of this podcast. I hope that you all have a wonderful, wonderful transaction. I hope that this 12 episode series has been, has been useful for you. Certainly reach out to us if you've got any questions or other topics that you'd like to have us cover. Thanks. Thank you for joining us today. For future episodes, please subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, and please check out our website at www.goformandlaw/learning.